If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Unlocked. It's the world's number one Xbox show, episode 339 for the end of March here. We're through Q1 already, March 28th, 2018. We've got a lot coming up on this week's show. We're going to talk a lot of Sea of Thieves. We've assembled the piratiest panel we possibly could. Arr. That for alliteration, you like that? Ooh. That's how we do it here. My costume, uh, plus, though, <laughs> more, more games, though. we got A Way Out, which Brendan and I reviewed together. Uh, we've got Telltale Batman season wrapping up. We've got a big State of Decay 2 live stream I want to tell you about. So lots to get to uh, and more. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. Brendan Graber, welcome to huh. Unlocked. I want Unlocked. This is You're so here. cool. Thanks for having me. Happy to, happy to have you here. Brendan Brandon. Yeah, this is going to be fun. This My is an Uma, <laughs> Oprah Uma thing. I'm David Letterman. This is the Oscars <laughs> circa whatever year that was. Oh, no. Uma, Oprah. That is a deep reference. Right? I know. Like Everybody's like, well, I have no idea. I was not born yet. Anyway, Miranda Sanchez. Hi. Hi, that's me. Great I'm to not have confusing. You as well. No, you're totally, we all know who you Easy are. Today. Yeah. It's, it's uh, your name doesn't. It's very different. doesn't conflict with the other name. Mirandin? Yeah. <laughs> no. Is that a celebrity couple name? Uh, <laughs> All of no. them Don't start this. That's not again. Again. Nope. Anyway, uh, yeah, we do have plenty to get to. I suspect that most of this episode is going to be Sea of Thieves discussion. Oh. And there is a lot to discuss. I've gotten a lot of emails to the unlocked at IGN.com email address about Sea of Thieves. Uh, a lot of just opinions across the board on this game. Uh, and and so let's just start there. I think that's going to be most of the show. Brandon, your review has been a very careful, delicate process. We didn't get in until Monday, which was sort of when the yeah. international servers started turning on. Uh, and now you've reached the end of your review process. You've seen all there is to see. Uh, where have you? Well, not qu- not at? quite. That's that's sort of the thinking behind the review in progress was we wanted to see everything there was to see. Yeah. Unfortunately, we haven't quite gotten there. Um, you know, the the sort of voyage or journey from beginning to Pirate Legend, um, no one really knew what it equated to. And, and um, I haven't actually seen anybody get it yet. I'm sure someone out there has already. But um, 
what it is essentially is just like grinding your reputation up with your various companies and then the three of them, the three right. of them. Yeah. And then, you know, once you hit a certain point, which I believe is 50 uh, across the board, that uh, is supposed to start something magical and transition you into a pirate legend. Yeah, when Craig Duncan was here, the head of Rare, he sat in on this podcast and talked about how that was sort of where the adventure begins. Mm-hmm. Sort of said that. That's like the beginning of the game. So it's going to be very interesting to see what that sort of second, yeah. second phase the, the, of the, the game yeah. is. Uh, Chapter but, 2. But I guess the crux of your review is uh, it's a sort of a tale of, of two games. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tale of phenomenal moment-to-moment experiences right. and hollow grindiness. Is yeah. that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I was always having trouble figuring out when I was enjoying Sea of Thieves. I mean, it, it is a good game, and I really do enjoy playing it under the right circumstances. You've given it a 7. I've given it a 10, 7, Which is, yeah. we, we go by words, the, the num- each number equates to a word, that is good. That is good, yeah. 6 is okay, 7 is good, 8 is great. Um, I gave it a 7.0. I think it is good, and I think it is best when played with other people. I mean, we've all played together at this point. So um, I think you know you can all speak to uh, the feeling of playing this game solo and what that experience Ooh. is like. It's hard mode. It yeah. is scary. Versus playing with other people and having fun. I think we've got a bit of an echo. But, yeah, we, uh, uh, Miranda, you and I managed to connect last night. Yeah. And, and we had a phenomenal time. At least I, I certainly did. We did a two-person sloop. Yes. And just started taking quests and just started sailing. There were a couple times where we improvised. Got some antics going on yeah, there. So, yeah. I mean, what- it, it was definitely better than playing alone. So when I first jumped on, everyone had a party. Um, I couldn't really join in with anybody. So... Playing alone is just a gigantic risk of praying you get somebody good on your team, right? Right. Because, um, you know, people just try to make, have fun and do their own weird things in the game. Um, but playing with somebody else, like finally getting a team up with you, Ryan, was just awesome because we just kind of created our own adventure, right? Like we, we knew what we had to do. It's like, okay, I got to go get these quest cards. We're going to go on these voyages. We're going to like kind of complete multiple ones at once. But then also we're going to be on a way to a voyage and see another group just hanging out. And then us have like our own little dispute on like, well, how we want to approach the situation. <laughs> so Ryan was saying, she's like, I'm just going to jump off the ship and go like swim up to him. And then I was just like, no, 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 we got to be friends. Let's wait. Let's just like say <laughs> yeah. hello. And they could be friendly, you know? I, I don't know. It's just like kind of nice. I kind of went into this yours game. Yours was the better option so in hindsight. <laughs> I went into this game thinking it's like, I'm going to be so mean to everybody. I'm just going to slay all my enemies. Everyone's my enemy. It's going to be great. And then I was like, no, I have to wave to them. Yeah. <laughs> That's what most people do though. This, this is like a, Kill or be killed the game. Sure. And like, it's called Sea of Thieves. Yeah. And so whenever I hear people <laughs> like complain about it, it's like, oh, well, they took my stuff. And I'm like, Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Um, so I understand that part. So this first encounter we had, I want to talk about a little bit because it was really weird. I had a, it took a while for us to find anybody, actually. It took yeah. like almost an hour. Which, which actually anyone. I was okay with because yeah. we were just kind of getting warmed up, getting to familiarize uh, with each other and sort of the, our play styles. I ended up doing a lot of the, the, uh, the steering and you were doing sort of the navigating and setting the sails. We kind of found our, our roles organically and, and I was fine with just having a few adventures with nobody else to worry about. Mm -hmm. But then it, it almost, to me, whether it was, uh, the game doing this or not, it felt like the game was intentionally starting to, inject more human players into our world like by yeah. by the end of our two hour time together we were 
sailing through a storm and there were like we could see there was nobody close but we could see like there was a ship over here like well we better take the long way around this island in case they decide to try and come after us there was a ship over here and it just felt Mm -hmm. like it started to layer on right and i liked that yeah i definitely felt like that was the case too even when the first time i played around with uh the random group that i had and so i think that's awesome because by the time you get about an hour in, I was like ready to kind of tackle something different. And that's when I rammed our ship into that other boat. <laughs> so, you know, Ooh, it was it's great. a legitimate strategy. It is. And then I just kept playing my accordion running around the ship as they were frantically trying to fix the holes. And then a shark came and help bit you. me. And then some skeletons came and tried to kill me. And then the other guys jumped off their boat, started shooting at me. I, I was, was just dead like, hey. At this point. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, it was a good bit of chaos <laughs> good bit of chaos yeah. that's, a, that's a really good tagline for this um <clears throat> i wonder if there is something going on behind the scenes because i've had similar experiences <clears throat> i played probably 20 hours solo just on my own in my sloop and in that time i saw a hand like a count on one hand the number of sharks and um you know players were fewer and farther between than you know my experiences on a galleon with three other players yeah and i do wonder also if it's sort of the the state you're in uh, at any given time, because when I'm by myself, like starting a voyage, I hardly ever see anyone, um, You're lucky. E- even near outposts. And then, you know, when you have five chests on board after you've done four different voyages, um, and you're going back to outposts, like no matter which direction you turn, you see a sail, right? <laughs> so I, I do wonder if there's something going on behind the scenes. I'm not sure we'll ever get an answer to it, but I think I, I, they had, <laughs> they had said some parts, I think like there's like a max of like 16 players that will eventually be injected into a place. Right. But once you're in the world, you kind of stay in that because your bounty is static, your current like voyage. Got it. So if you were to disconnect, you lose that static voyage in the world. Mm-hmm. You get to start over and over again. Right. So um, I think usually it's like maybe like four galleons at most, but usually it's like mm-hmm. two galleons and like three sloops, which yeah. it's a big world. So if you're all in different corners of the map in your own little like voyage zone, mm-hmm. you will rarely see someone unless by the luck of the draw – you start at an outpost, someone else is just passing by, which happened to me a lot. I would start, look at my map, and all of a sudden I hear a boom. Oh, my ship's sinking. Cool. Aww. Yeah, Miranda, what I what I really enjoyed, one aspect of what I really enjoyed with our, our two-hour time last night, first of all, it, it flew by. I was like, yeah. oh, God, I have to go to bed. Doesn't doesn't this game just, like, suck time it out does. of the air? <laughs> and, you know, it was uh, – We I looked back when we were done. We didn't actually – accomplish that much (laughs) in that two hours. And I don't say that as uh, an insult to us or to either of us or the game. Like we were just kind of having fun sailing around and just exploring and taking it at our our own pace. I think that storm definitely got us a little off track though. Yeah, we we encountered a, (laughs) we were just on our way to, I think we were going to the chicken chicken aisle. aisle, Yeah. To try and get some chickens. Uh, And, we're like, okay, well, and we hit a storm on the way. And, you know, the, the crazy storms, Miranda, first of all, was like, well, tell, tell what you choose. So said. I was just like, is there rain in this game? Because <laughs> I haven't seen any rain. Like the first time I play by myself, just nothing's very, very clear and nice. And Miranda's just like, yeah, there's rain. And then, of course, we hit this massive storm. I was like, okay, guys, I've, I've seen enough rain. I'm done. I'm I, like, and, uh, <laughs> and I was on the wheel, and it's, the, you know, yeah. the, the compass goes. Yeah, I berserk, love those storms. And the, the wheel is like, it's, it's, it, you can feel the rumble feedback on the controller when you're trying to hold it. And we ended up completely spun around in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Did you try uh, bailing water? Uh, yes. Our, our ship had already. Had so much we, water. Between the encounter and. Our, our own like ramming accidentally just going aground like we tried to cut through 
Uh, boy, I can't remember the island. I forget. I forget it what was it was. Thieves, a- Thieves Cove or something. Thieves Haven. Thanks, Thieves Haven. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Brendan. We tried to cut through there, but at at full speed, and I <laughs> I made like the made it most of the way through, but then there was like a hard turn and just, just <laughs> like just a glove. I thought it was a ramp. <laughs> Stayed below, which is like repairing yeah. everything. But yeah, we, we ended up at this point where our we had as many holes as you could have down yeah. below, and they were all patched up. But we were still taking we still had like a little bit of water at all times. Yeah, I you, I'm excited for people to see the video review because last night, uh, me and a couple of buddies attacked a uh, skeleton fort and then ended up fighting off the same galleon seven times, and we sunk it every time. But wow. we we kept taking hits and there's a couple shots in there of the side of the ship and the thing is just held together with like <laughs> tape and hope and <laughs> we like limped back into port and then scuttled it for more supplies but um did you in that storm did you try going up to the crow's nest and pulling out your compass no what does that do yes Appar- apparently that is supposed to work i haven't done it myself but i've heard apparently that actually works like you can huh. get a bearing using your i just know that bailing water in a rainstorm doesn't work because there's just more and more water yeah it only fills up to a certain level yeah though. it's like knee high but yeah. like you could just keep going and going and going yeah. and never depletes um, but but that's one of the things i love like if that's true and i, I have no reason to to believe it isn't um but if that is true, that just sort of speaks to one of the things I absolutely love about Sea of Thieves is that everything is built on this multi-tiered functionality, right? Where everything seems super simple and straightforward at first, and then it has this really, really deep sort of interaction with you know the rest of the world. Like your compass, so you know what a compass does. But if you hold it up to your face and walk, you can count paces, right? Right, mm-hmm. and you know you can use your sword dash to get through the water if you hit it right. Um, you know, there's your bucket can be you can vomit in your bucket and throw it at an enemy to blow. <laughs> them like there are all different all these cool little mechanics in in the design of this game that i just i just really love and and what i especially love about everything that you're saying is something that we had first taken notice of when we first played the game again almost three years ago Mm -hmm. at e3 and that's the game doesn't tell you anything there are no there's no tutorial for for like every most most games i think that would have attempted most designers or, or developers that would have attempted this game would have just put tutorials on everything because that's how games are now. I like that this game tells you nothing and yeah. you have to figure it all out. It's like, did you know you need to get a chicken coop to catch chickens? Yeah, did you know you could uh, put a banana and feed the pig? Yeah. Oh. I, and I'm actually not sure if you can or you have to. You have to because eventually they, they start squealing and they'll get they'll look like they're right. panting. Okay. If you don't feed them, they die. Yeah, so they do die. They do die. Ha! Oh, so my friends that I was playing with last night, your pigs <laughs> will die if you don't feed them. They're like, pigs. They're like, no, 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 you don't have to feed your pigs. It's like, no, it starts making this racket, and the only way to shut it up is to give it a banana. Pretty much. He's like, oh, well, we'll just deal with it. And then it, <laughs> then it just disappeared. Because we have a we have a tradition on our on our ship where we always have to catch an animal and that's our lucky mascot. So it's usually a lucky chicken and we uh-huh. we put it on the very front of the ship, yeah. right out. So um, <laughs> he's sort of like guiding us to there. on our voyage. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't even know where I'm going with this. We just have a lucky chicken. <laughs> oh right. So feed your pigs, everyone. Feed, feed your pigs. pigs. It's really yeah, cute. and and so I think what's interesting is I feel like we're all kind of in a different place with this game, which is highly reflective of how the community at large is feeling about it right now, <laughs> and how you play. <clears throat> yeah, that's it's, true. It is. So you know we got a we've gotten a few emails already, as I mentioned at the top of the show. There are a few people that were kind of upset at us for saying, "Hey, man, you guys really hyped this game up, and it." You know, it, there's just nothing there and had to reply back and said, well, you know, I, I feel like we always did. We did a pretty good job of always contextualizing our enthusiasm that it was within that slice of what we were seeing. And we mm-hmm. still had much bigger questions about 
what was left. And unfortunately, Brandon, the answer does to that to that big question about Sea of Thieves is what else is there in this game? It seems like uh, for the moment our biggest fear is realized, and there there isn't uh, a lot of depth there from the the sort of gameplay systems department. Yeah, right. So I mean, I understand where they're coming from. From what we played, it was lovely. It was awesome. Like we we've all enjoyed our previews and. And we talked about how much fun we had at E3 and every time we've had the opportunity to play it. Um, the problem is, is like sort of the game at large is just a slightly larger version of that, you know, that beta or yeah. that preview period. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, I don't think. Um, it's just the game conflicts with itself, right? It contradicts itself where you have this incredibly long journey to get to, you know, legendary pirate status. Um, and you just have to do reps and reps of these voyages. And the problem is, is that the variety of the voyages never really changes. They do get harder. You start seeing gold skeletons and shadow skeletons and the, um, the regenerating ones. I'm <clears throat> sorry, the skeletons that do regenerate in water. Um, but you know, by and large, it's, it's just the same thing sort of over and over and over and over. And, you know, like I say in my review, I think that that's okay if it is sort of a context, the context for just having fun with the people you're with. If you are going at Sea of Thieves as something to beat or something to conquer or master or grind out, um, it does like lose its luster. It, It becomes a chore. Whereas if you, if you treat it like, you know, a game of pool or a game of darts or even a chat room, like a, a catalyst for having fun with your friends. That's where Sea of Thieves shines. And I, I and think it, a big emphasis there is that having fun with your friends. So if you don't have yeah. friends to play with on this, oh, I think it's immensely oh, more me. difficult. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm a sad boy. So kind of going back Your to my friends. first experience with it, I was really scared to get on voice chat. So pardon this little side note. Um, talking online is not always the most fun thing when you're a woman so usually what i do is just for any ladies out there listening like if you're kind of have the same fear like just kind of listen to how the other people are interacting first and then determine there whether or not it's good to kind of interject yourself and usually that makes the things just so much more pleasant um and i had a really great time which i was very thankful for and people i was with were competent and funny and we just had like an awesome time navigating and i felt really lucky because i've heard a lot of horror stories about people just getting with other people on their crew and they're just not reliable or not i guess good to play with you mm-hmm. know yeah. Yeah, now, Brandon, I th- another thing that's come up... Can we just acknowledge the fact that Daisy's running around the studio yeah, right now? I think I, I think I saw her on camera and I, we didn't... Uh, she's uh, too big for the her. table, so yeah. she's, there's, we, we just can't put her up here anymore. But anyway, yeah. she's, she's having a good time back there. But um, <clears throat> another sort of point of... I don't know if point of contention is quite the right word, but something that I'm sure was very carefully considered by Rare because of the kind of socially driven game this is right uh but for better and for worse the rewards are cosmetic only in this game there right. are no mechanical rewards to the progression yeah that's so i've, I've actually yeah i i mean brendan do you want to chime in no i just said that's kind of like the one thing that's really <laughs> made me kind of sad like what could have been mm-hmm. and not even that they're all cosmetic but just like how they're all pretty far out there uh, the fact that I'm sorry, she's going wild. She's Audio crazy. listeners have she's, no idea what's going on. Sorry, she's a wild actually, Daisy. Puppies she's, doing backflips. She's right now. throwing <laughs> a, 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 a bully stick up in the air, playing catch with herself. Oh, she's pretty. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you're, if you're watching the video, yeah, people, really. I get. I Please get, watch the video. Hate emails. I get emails of people For upset people because okay. it's true. It's we don't want to dwell on this, yeah. Brendan. Um, so what I was saying is that like this is. 
largely defined by your ship. Your ship is like right. almost like your main buddy. The fact that you can only upgrade your ship once you've gotten 70,000 pieces of gold, usually like level 20, level 30, and then the other upgrades would be level 50 with the reputations to get their palette swaps. And there's only like four whole colors and four sail colors. Right. I was like, I would have loved to have seen like little things you could add to your ship. Just say like, even it's like a little like name tag on like your side of your <laughs> ship. Being able to name your, your ship, being able to add a cool chair in your captain's cabin, like customize it further than just the uh, figurehead whole. Yeah. Like the progression stuff. feels like it was just there to be there and not to really do anything. And I think I've mentioned this to you, like the worst care on a stick thing I've ever seen in a video game comes from that mysterious, mysterious stranger you see in the tavern when you first start the game like oh what's this cool guy he's like hey you're starting your adventure out come back to me when you've got level 5 with all reputations cool can't wait to see what happens I go back cool come back to level 10 oh that, that's it yeah come back at level 15 what about level 10 15 yeah and 20 and 25 and it's just like he doesn't give you anything he doesn't tell you anything it's just he exists to tell you keep going yeah and like I would have loved just one little like a little small little quest of like go to this specific island to do read a cool book sure or here's a little cool like a uh, pirate hat that's you can only get from doing like the main quest of like doing all these reputations like that little incentive could have made so much of a difference yeah I, I I mean hearing you say that I think like a cool progression milestone quest would have been actually better than what I was thinking, which was just, hey, here's a cool pair of gloves. You hit rank five or something, you know, um, something to punctuate that sort of journey. Because right now it is just, I, I mean, goals are much more accomplishable when they're, they're, they're small, right? When they're, yeah. when they're easy to sort of digest. Um, right now the goal is to get to level 50 and everything. And I've been playing for 40-ish hours. And granted, I haven't spent all my time being as efficient as possible. There has been a lot of just you know, drunken instrument playing on my part. <laughs> a lot. <clears throat> um, but, you know, I'm, I'm in, I think, 28 in Order of Souls and 22 in Gold Hoarder. And I just don't see, um, you know, players getting to that end game uh, without doing you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of hours of questing, which is okay. I don't think that, I mean, I, I don't think that. But then the problem <clears throat> lies in that the questing is the same thing over and it, over yeah. again, which I almost noticed immediately because we kept just doing Order of Souls quests and I was just like, you're just killing skeletons and retrieving right. their skulls. And you can still do like at level 20, you can do like a five part riddle on an island and get a 20 gold chest. Bunch of castaways. After chests. spending like an hour of trying to figure out where this one location is. I mean, it's like, cool. It does, it does seem like the higher rank you get in these voyages, the better the odds or the better the chance of a good reward will be. But <clears throat> I don't necessarily think all players need to get to the end game in the first week. Like, no, yeah. I, I, I mean, coming from an MMO background, like it takes you a month or sometimes months to get to, uh, to the end game content. The problem is, is like the journey there right now is not, uh, it's not enough variety in there to actually make it. And it's also heavily weighted in favor of that social (laughs) dynamic of having your best friends with you. Like if, since I'm writing the guide, like I have to play alone because telling someone like, Hey, come along with me, but we got to wait here for five minutes while I can just write about the island. Like, so I have to play alone. And for me, it's a very different experience of like, I actually like like the quiet, like therapeutic, like Mm -hmm. standing around by myself look at the sunset going yeah I like this like I like <laughs> those parts it is Man. nice escapism it is it is very nice and being on your own sloop when you're in the middle of the ocean and you're just standing on the, the front of the ship and you just hear a crash crash as your boat is going over the waves that's that's really awesome but then unfortunately uh, PvP is also heavily weighted against you yes uh, to the point where mm-hmm. 
unless you have like an escape plan everywhere you go, you're probably going to get taken for all your stuff. Yeah. And like you have to be very, very cautious. Like it's a horror game almost. I've gotten some really bad anxiety, just like, like, please leave me alone. I just want to see how much this chicken sells for. Yeah. I need it for the guy. Just let me have this one thing, people. If it's a white chicken, it's about 16 gold. Yeah, I, I, learned, I learned that, that after I learned that the hard cannonballs way. firing at me. Um, I don't necessarily have a problem with the risk-reward aspect of playing solo because I am free to – I mean, if I'm really trying to be super efficient and not going for skull forts, just doing voyages, I almost prefer a two-man sloop just because that thing, you can get it in and out of ports super fast. I do like how galleons and sloops are almost different games entirely. Yeah, they really The amount really of coordination are. you need for a galleon, it's, a, it's an effort. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. It, it. It's almost a symphony of movement. And in that on. way, Especially like because uh, you just can't see if yeah. you're at the wheel, like you, and the galley, you have to rely on the rest of your crew to guide you. I know this happened to you. An experienced yeah. sloop can outmaneuver a clumsy galleon. Oh yeah, we lost all. Uh, I think it was last week. We lost all of our rewards from finishing a skull fort. That's <clears throat> because a two man sloop came up like as we were loading the last of it on, parked right behind us. And uh, we had our sails down, so we had to raise anchor, lift our sails up, turn to the right to get in cannon range while still trying to bail out water and repair holes. And, you know, with only two people on board and the other two getting treasure, there was just nothing we can do. So they sunk us. The disappointing part was that that led to an hour and a half of us sinking their ship, getting our treasure back, then them chasing us. And it, it was just 90 minutes of like no rewards or, I, or not think, accomplishing anything. And I get that that's supposed to be the emergent fun, but it is difficult when like you just want to get something done. Yeah. I think that also highlights that PVP isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's also, it's fun. It makes for great moments, but I think the respawn factor is <clears throat> severely making things unfun over the long run. So when your enemies can come back to you. Yes. Uh, so I have a story. I yeah. told you about this. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. My it's first, very good. my first pirate for our skeleton fort that I came across, um, I was by myself and I just outmaneuvered the cannons and basically just park right on the top of a tower so they can't shoot me. <laughs> and I noticed there's two other sloops on the other side and one sinks. I think the guy disappears. So there's two other people left and I see them come around and they, I'm near the entrance to the fort and they run up my ship I'm just like, oh, great. Here we go. And the guy's like, oh, hey, don't shoot. Don't shoot. Uh, let's do this together. So I'm like. That's a ruse. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> no. all right. This is my first fort. I don't really do things to other people, but fine, whatever. I want to see how the forts work so I can write about it. So I start sniping uh, while they kind of lure skeletons to the front, shooting cans at them. Uh, I die once and I come back and I'm just kind of helping them from the background. Eventually, they kill this captain so all the other skeletons die. And I'm wandering around like, oh, this is pretty cool. And someone's like, oh, we need to find the key to get to the uh, the fort. So I'm like, oh, oh, is that the key right there? Cool. I pick it up. I walk down to the thing. They open fire on me. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I just wanted to help guys, but I uh, see you guys don't want to be like that. Right. So I respawn and come over. And I think I hear one of the guys say like, oh, I feel really bad about this. I'm like, oh, you don't have to shoot me. So I just like <laughs> sit down. He comes by, he shoots me once and he goes to my ship and then takes the anchor up and rams it into the side of a tower and sinks it. And so I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. So then I die again. So I'm really, I'm really mad. I'm just like kind yeah. of frothing. So I respawn. <laughs> I wasn't even Good planning word. to it, but I just, I respawn. And it puts me, not on some other island. It puts me right where my ship sank, next to oh, the mermaid with okay. the, the flare. So I'm like, I look over and I see off in the distance, there's their ship that they are now loading all their goods on. I'm like, no, I'm done with this. <laughs> so I go under the water and I swim for like a mile underwater. I fend off a shark, come up behind their ship, and I see them going up and down. And they both jump off to get some more treasure. So I climb up. 
I get the get to the anchor and I start weighing the anchor and I hear them start screaming in the proximity chat. There's someone on our ship. Let's get back over here. There's someone in there. I'm like, oh, it's too late, guys. So I start turning around and I see them and I hear them actually say, oh, okay, I'm on the ladder. I'm going to come up. So I get my blunderbuss out and I'm waiting. So that's the minute they come up, I'm like, yeah. bye, shoot them off. Hit the other guy with the cutlass, knock him off. I'm out to sea. And I realize that in about five seconds, they're going to be able to respawn their ship too because of the mermaids with the flares. So I'm like, no. I ram it into the giant rock, throw everything overboard, and I quit. Yeah. I did not feel good about that. I was still mad. I was a mad kind of vengeance where I was like, I don't like what I did. I shouldn't have been able to do it, but I did it. Well, you absolutely – I mean that's the way the game works, right? Yeah. yeah. But it feels bad like to have someone <laughs> you bad, killed man. come back and ruin your day so, because they didn't they, – they were still there. I don't have a problem with the respawning at the nearest island because I think that it solves <clears throat> two issues. One, it keeps you in the area that you're trying to be in. And two, if you do get ambushed, you at least have a chance of coming back. Yeah. The part – the part of it that I really take issue with is the fact that when you respawn in your ship, you respond with supplies. You Everything. respond full of supplies. Oh. So last night when me and my friends are taking down the skull fort and the same galleon comes at us six times mm-hmm. and we sink it every single time, we we got the treasure, we got the, we got the key, we put it on board. We didn't open the door yet. We were going to come back and do it later once they, you know, took off. But on the sixth time when they finally showed up, like we had four cannonballs left and it becomes a war of attrition that yeah. they can always come back. Yeah. So they can continue to respawn with full supplies at an island nearby mm-hmm. and eventually just whittle out, whittle down our resolve until they can kill us and then at that point take our loot. Like I don't know, you're playing a losing game at that point. Yeah, yeah. we've just killed you, them we've killed them six times in a row. Or what? somehow on the backhand yeah. because you have something and right. you can't actually Yeah, it's it's almost not it's okay. not worth to win yeah. because you're just making mm-hmm. yourself weaker for the next run. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if it's not worth it to win. I mean, like, yeah, I, just I like, think I think the respawn system needs to be looked at. I know, you know, the community was talking about, at, um, <clears throat> you know, the community ha- was kind of up in arms when they rare announced that they were going to add some sort of death tax, whether that be gold or what, what have you. But um, then they, you know, walked that back and said they're not going to do that anymore. But I think the re- the respawn system does need to be at least looked at. Yeah. Figure out whether that's diminished supplies. So you really only have enough to get to an outpost or a port and, you know, scavenge more supplies or spawn farther away. I mean, it, it is so infuriating to be doing a skeleton for it and only have enough time to do one wave in between galleon attacks because they just respawn and come back, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, that's my soapbox. No, and that, yeah, I, that was one of my biggest issues with with the game that I, I put in the review as well. No, that's absolutely fair. I think maybe the best option there is having less supplies because I think that just makes sense. Is like you should be, I mean, it's death. You should be penalized a little bit. Like maybe right. it's not gold because gold is so hard to come by, and like you have to work so hard to earn that. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, the supplies are so easy to come by. You can find yeah, them on every so island. Like, so why not make use of that? Right. So like, there's a way to get that back, but it's also just enough work to make you go find that supplies and so that you can't automatically just keep harassing the same group yeah. like you're someone is doing a skull for and wins that fight yeah and, and if he, someone doesn't sink your ship it. they can just camp you because you'll spawn at your ship if you die mm-hmm. which happened to me uh, yeah. until i was able to scuttle my ship and get out of there right because they would just go like oh well he's he's stuck here we can do whatever we want because there's four of us and one of him mm. yeah, i've definitely spawned into a ship into on back onto my ship with somebody standing behind me with a a cut list and just you know i started taking damage immediately as soon as i came out of the loading screen it's gosh darn pirates gosh darn pirates there's yeah, no honor uh, among thieves so don't trust anyone i not to generalize too much but i wonder if it's fair to say that it is a game as a service 
and the the fans of that genre, the Destiny fans, mm-hmm. the Division fans, the long tail. Yeah, it it's Sea of Thieves currently leaves those players not at all satisfied because of the way it's structured and the way the <clears> amount of content that's there. But I have to say for I, those kinds of games, I don't have the time or really even I've talked plenty about with Destiny 2. I don't have the interest in yeah. grinding. So for me, <clears throat> I think I'm a little bit more forgiving of some of Sea of Thieves' faults because I do just want to hop in maybe a couple times a week with Miranda or with you or with, with all of us <clears throat> and just just have a couple hours of adventures right. and be done with it and not have to worry about my dailies or my weeklies right. or so any of that kind of stuff. That, which is nice. Yeah, like, that is a nice, interesting, unique strength to this. Like as a game as a service, like you don't have to have this list of prerequisites to accomplish before you can actually just go out and do things. Yeah. Like do the most interesting things too. Like they may be a little bit easier than what yeah. you will in the end game, but they're still kind of similar to the same things that you can still do with anybody. I, I think that's one of the the really, I mean, kudos to Rare for this, is, is the design of Sea of Thieves, as I've mm-hmm. already mentioned, is excellent, but everybody's on an even playing field, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's all even keeled. Um, everyone starts, everyone who starts the game for the first time can go do a skull fort. Like, you don't right. need to build. You don't need anything. The only thing is weapons. Weapons are a thing. But you can get them from armory. You, you, you still get, have you get all type. the weapons at the beginning, yeah. What? Un, unlike the beta. Things you didn't yeah. know. Pro Check out the IGN like wikis. Unlike the beta where you had to buy a blunderbuss, you can just go to your armory oh. and equip. Yeah, use the shoulder buttons and go to yeah. the right twice for the blunderbuss and three times for the... Because uh, I think I opened it and saw that I didn't reach. have anything in there, really, and so I just closed it and didn't, <clears throat> yeah. didn't look at didn't it Didn't check out our wiki page. To circle back real quick on the cosmetics, the I think one thing that is bumming out about that is, you know, once I buy that hat and once I buy that jacket and once I buy those sales, like... Yeah, I could save up again and buy some more stuff, but functionally this looks fine. You know, like yeah. I, I like my hat with a red feather in it. Granny Plunder is looking really cool. <laughs> but the problem becomes is like, what do you spend money on then outside of voyages? So I understand the difficulties in balancing functional upgrades in a game that has, you know, sort of consistent cooperation and PvP elements. So you can't, you know, give somebody a 10% faster ship or you can't, you know, give them sales that can raise or lower 15% faster. I think what they could do though is give you, you know, faction rewards that actually boost things for player versus environment. Yeah, I could see like like, shovels uh, that make you dig faster. Yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, like, you know, anything that speeds up sort of progression, I think ultimately has effects in you know player versus player engagement so if i can dig up a chest faster if four of us have you know 30 percent faster shovels like we're going to get that chest out before your boat even comes around so it's sort of unfair at that point yeah but things like you know a, a tankard that holds you know twice the amount of of rum or grog or whatever it is and the, or um you know a shotgun that you buy once you hit level 50 with the order of souls that does 10% more damage to shadow skeletons right and same with the gold hoarders for gold skeletons or a lantern that is a little bit brighter you know like things like that that or do different color. or a different color well yeah. i mean you can get like the order of souls one i have right now is like white like this Ooh. yeah there, there's two colors there's the yellow standard and the order of souls white oh. i haven't checked the other I ones seen yet. Them yet i haven't like seen the ones the you other can buy colors um, 
So I haven't dug too deep into it, but like I have my outfit and I have, I'm, I'm right now just saving for uh, ship customization and I would love to see like a tangible functional thing. Right. So looking to the future, these games as a service always have big updates, right? And events and um, seasonal events even. I really hope they have those because I love seasonal events. I'm really curious what they could do with Sea of Thieves in kind of offering those bigger events or just big cosmetic updates and what other things they want to see. Like, What do you guys want to see in this coming forward? Halloween Halloween event for sure. Like we already talked obviously extensively about like what we think needs to be changed um, functionality wise, but like what, what do we want to see from the game? Yeah. Like yeah, what updates? Cause we're segue that into kind of where I want to take the end of the sea of thieves discussion for today, which is, you know, what, what could this game look like in a year? What, mm-hmm. what do you want it to look like in a year? And will we see a no man's sky situation in that Will it be too late? Will the will the community have already, you know, written this game's, uh, you know, obituary and moved on? No matter no matter what content. So rare. I really hope not. One strength of this, like kind of going back to it, not having a crazy barrier to entry, Mm -hmm. I think is gonna be such an awesome thing for events because like my problem is like when I go into overwatch or something and then there's these new characters that I haven't quite learned, but I know my reliable heroes, but they've also changed a little because Mm. of patch updates. And, but I just want to play this event, but I'm kind of confused at that point because I've lost track of the meta. Yeah. Um, the strength with this is that it doesn't have that underlying meta. Right. And so then when these events come around, it's going to be way easier to just jump in. It's a really good point. And yeah. like, even if there are changes to like, say how death works or whatever it may be, it's not going to be so significant that you have to like learn a whole new game. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Microsoft and Rare were both really smart with this because if you stop playing Sea of Thieves today, yeah. six months from now, if you purchase another month of Game Pass and get back into it, you are literally at the exact same point. <laughs> you are not going to be behind anything outside of, you know, attaining that legendary pirate status and assuming they don't add more stuff, you know, that changes the progression system. But you can stop playing this at any time or, you know, you know, buy a month of Game Pass and play it once a week or whatever. Like it, it is it is not a game that you're going to fall behind on. And I think that's really, really smart. Yeah, I agree with that. Unless they say that the the pirate legend can only do all these amazing stuff that no one else can, <laughs> and then you're stuck at level one. Well, the only also- the only thing we we know for sure from Craig that you get your you get a hideout. You get a hideout. You get legendary status voyages, yeah. which are, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I I don't. I, I don't want to speak out of turn here because I haven't actually achieved legendary pirate status. We tried, we couldn't do it. It's it's too long, um, but. From what I've seen in 40 hours, I have to imagine a legendary voyage is just like a regular voyage, but legendary, right? <laughs> so you're going to fight four super hard enemy bosses, or maybe yeah, you've got to take Four pigs a and four skeletons and four treasure chests. Yeah. They're all legendary. Something like that. And uh, then cosmetics, of course. We know yeah. that's coming as well. So, yeah, I, mean, I guess we've kind of talked about some of the improvements you guys want to see. I mean, what, what do you think? Do you think— uh, I'd like to see uh, AI ships— like smaller, like skeleton sloops. Yeah, <laughs> that could be interesting. Like it'd be something for like someone like me who's playing by himself. Like, hey, I might have a chance against that because yeah. maybe I can take on the AI better than I can take on a galleon of people with my so-so skills. And like sure. having like you know, there's going to be a reward in that ship. Unlike if I chase the sloop for, for a mile and realize, oh, they don't have any anything. I just wasted my time. They didn't have anything on the board. Um, so having like the like an AI ship that you can actually plunder for guaranteed loot, and then have like a faction, like a new factions that could appear over time. Like, hey, this faction's all about plundering other ships, or a PvP faction, so it actually makes kills worthwhile. Like, yeah, instead of just killing each other mindlessly for hours when they keep respawning, 
to actually get something from that. I, I wonder if those are coming, the, the skeleton crews or something. There's a commendation in the Order of Souls branch that says X amount of crews destroyed. I always thought that was like a skeleton and, crew in the forts. but I haven't, I haven't actually ever completed one. I mean, I haven't checked in a couple of days, but I don't think I've ever completed one. Huh. So I'm wondering what that is for. Um, I do really like the idea of AI stuff because it's beautiful and gorgeous and really just awesome atmosphere as the world has. Um, it, it, there are times where it just feels kind of empty. And I know that's on purpose to, you know, make seeing another pair of sails an event. Like, in a, you, you're, I mean, it is for sure. To elicit an emotional response from me, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there, I don't see why you couldn't have like a, a floating skull fort, you know, like a, mm-hmm. a skeleton, a skeleton man of war floating around with like that a was, bunch of treasure in the hole. That was one thing I like because uh, I, I love pirate games. I've loved since Monkey Island mm-hmm. and Sid Meier's and Loon Waker too. And mm-hmm. people are, were kind of divisive about the great sea Loon Waker. But I love that there was always something on the horizon to go yeah. towards. And like sometimes you'd find an enemy ship that would fire at you or like a, a fort or there'd be a ghostly like spectral ship coming by yeah. or a little submarine full of people you can talk to. Right. Like I want to see more things that are in that ocean Besides just the same shipwreck I've seen 20 times before. The <laughs> Athena's Blessing. Yeah. Uh, and the Kraken without a body. It's so cool to see a ghost ship. Yeah. yeah. That was an event. Like, that's like, well, there's, the there's the Fairy of the Damned, right? That is a like, water cooler moment. Yeah. You're like, did you yeah, see that ghost actual, ship? Yeah. Like, it resonate and like be a presence in this world like at night or something. Yeah, I mean, I, I there. look, Rare's smart. These guys, these people that design games, like they know what they're doing. I can't imagine that they haven't thought of an like sort of emergent event where everyone needs to band together to take down this massive galleon that has, it's essentially a raid boss, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you see a massive skull in the sky and you see this ship floating around. Like they had to have think thought about that. But I think you're both right. I think I, I want to see... The attention to detail that's in the game right now is amazing, and I want to just see more interactive elements of it. And then I also want to see more sort of like build-up moments, right? I want to see more water cooler moments. Um, I think there's a lot that can be done with this game, and I really hope people give it another chance six months from now. Yeah, and that's it's going to be very interesting to see where it lands in six months, in, yeah. in a year, and... and uh Compare it to now. I mean, you you may you may end up re-reviewing this game. I'm almost <laughs> certainly going to. Yeah, and and in fact, I I actually hope you end up yeah doing that because that'll mean there's been enough changes to it that, yeah. that it warrants it. So and as, is, <laughs> I mean, uh, the overtones of this conversation have been kind of negative, but I, I, I think we've been pretty balanced. Uh, but I I just want to mm-hmm. say like I do enjoy the time that I spend with my friends in there. Like I played, I was at work until midnight last night, just capturing for the review, and I act I was having a lot of fun, you know. I, you crack open a beer and play Sea of Thieves with your buddies and go plunder ships. And like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of fun to be had in there. It just has an asterisk yeah. to it, right? I still like, think the, the thing I, the dumb thing I said many shows back about me calling this Destiny, Destiny for, for Dads, Dads. I, I actually stand by that. Like, <laughs> Dad, I, still feel, I still feel like that's accurate, both, uh, you know, whether you want to, and it's up to, I guess it's up to the, uh, whoever's listening or watching to decide for them whether that's a good thing or a bad yeah. thing. For me, it's a it's, good thing. It's almost not for dads, though. It's <laughs> destiny for people with nothing else to do but play Sea of Thieves, you know? Well, jerks. Like, it's just the, the time commitment of Sea of Thieves to get to the end game is so prohibitive. Yeah. I think I'm looking forward to just playing with random people as well. Like playing with Ryan was awesome, but I kind of just want to get back into that mode of just meeting new people mm-hmm. and trying to help as much as I can. I don't like new people. Game. 
I know, like that's that was my gut reaction too. Is like, oh man, I'm scared of playing with people. What if they're mean to me? And I was, I was just like, but I can be mean back. Yeah. And then also you can meet them. I was the opposite. I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to learn to love, and they sure. they destroyed me. I, I wanted to learn to, to love. Like, right before we got into this podcast, uh, I was playing, and I had died, so I was like in like the. the Ship of the Damned. Yeah. So I was kind of like semi AFK. Uh, uh, actually, it's the Fairy of the Damned. Fairy of the Damned. Yeah. Sorry, the wiki's all wrong. Um, <laughs> Hold on, I, I need to go control F right now. <laughs> so I was like kind of like typing my keyboard for a while. And I look over and I see that someone spawned next to me and he looks at me and I see the voice chatting. He goes, like, You know, I just wanted to be your friend. I just wanted to help you out oh. or something. But you had to go and do that. Wait, like, you said this? No, he said to me. He oh, thought I was some, the guy who killed him. I'm just like, I don't know who you are. But I feel you, bro. Yeah. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. So before we conclude this conversation, I do want to extend like an open invite. So if you don't have anybody to play with, we have our Sea of Thieves exactly Unlocked Exactly what I was going to segue to, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I need to get in that. But also if you have problems finding it for whatever reason or if you don't see people on and if you see – if you follow me on Xbox um, and you see me on, please just send me a message and I would love to jump in yeah. with more people. The, the name of the group is Sea of Thieves Unlocked. Yeah. So if you yeah. want to Can I make a plea one. too? Yeah. You see Rag or Frag and he's just doing his own thing, don't kill him. He's just trying to write a guide for you. He's trying to help you figure out how much that golden chicken's worth. Help but him. But if you help kill him, you. you're never going to find out. Aww. All right. So that's Sea of Thieves. Um, <laughs> we, we've spent. We're going to give spent, everyone who kills you a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> we've spent three years talking about Sea of Thieves. What do we uh, do next uh, week? And, you know, I still, I, by the way, I do still want to do the show. From in the game. Yeah, it yeah, just, I do too. We couldn't pull it together this week. We had to end up, we're actually recording a day earlier than normal because of a thing. So we'll see. Maybe we can try and uh, arrange that. One of us needs to take point on that and try and make it happen. For I'll, I'll be look, vomiting the entire time. I'll look into it. I'll look into it. And right. I'm going to continue to play this over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So hopefully, and me too. I, hopefully we, I, have and a really I haven't even played together yet. We, we played for like half an hour the first day and we haven't played much yeah. since. So we'll get back into that. But my greatest. Uh, so yeah, the, the lesson is, you know, Sea of Thieves is, is not perfect. It is not the platonic pirate ideal that we hoped it might be. Uh, we had our, our hopes and fears for it. Some of those hopes came true, but some of those fears came true as well. So, uh, you know, go into it with, with sort of properly calibrated expectations over what it is and over what it isn't, and you'll probably have a good time. So look for us on the Sea of Thieves Club, Sea of Thieves Unlocked, and we will uh, hopefully get to play with you guys, and we'll see you out there. Now, Brendan, you and I, we're not done with you. Oh, boy. Not by any stretch. You were kindly my co-op partner for the mandatory co-op of A Way Out, which uh, we, we finished, of course. We found A Way Out. We did, and the review is up on IGN. I really like the game. I give it an 8.3 out of 10, which uh, we designate as great. And I have to say, like, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely not gameplay-wise the, the deepest or uh, certainly the, the most robust game from a gameplay systems perspective it's got all these goofy little mini games in it none of which are like you'd compare to you know you wouldn't compare the driving to forza horizon or the the shooting to gears of war right or, or anything like that or even or the 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 baseball to uh to mlb the that show was pretty good at that <laughs> but uh boy what a what a memorable experience i'm so glad that i got to play it and review it and i'm, I'm really glad we, we had such a a unique experience. It is a unique experience. I think it's something that I've never really seen in a game. Like I've seen adventure games do different things, but this is like 
it's so weird how it's like it makes your your journey memorable because of the things you do in it that aren't required. And it's the, it's the little things that always add up. It's the like, hey, we got to escape from the cops, but look at that cool thing over there. Let's just do this for we'll play horseshoes. Like, should <laughs> yeah. we be escaping? Nah. Which which it keeps score of yeah. a friendly score of. It like it's it knows that you you can't you can't look away like you see like a little arcade cabinet like oh I got you, that you gotta come over here and like yeah. they kind of like hey Leo come over here we gotta play this thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, I mean it's it's the, the we I felt like the mandatory co op you know could have been a gimmick yes but instead I really felt like and this is largely a credit to the story I think and and again seeing it through all the way to the end to the end of the game we really. I think we it sounds kind of dumb but we we really kind of connected with our characters and with each other in a way mm-hmm. we played. I was definitely uh, a little bit uh run and gun and wanted to beat everybody up. You were a little more resolved. Yeah, you're a Leo and I'm a Vincent. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how we played the game. Yeah, I hate I hate when people say like, "Oh, you have to like play for 5 hours and then it gets good." But this is more of like you have to see it through to understand why it needs to be co-op and why yes. it couldn't be done any other way. Yeah. Uh don't want to give away a shred of the ending, so that's why I'm just being very careful, which the review is spoiler-free as well. I'm just careful to say, play if you're going to play it, play the entire thing. Also, be be wary of sitting or... Yeah, what, how, well, it's, it's about, it took us about five and a half hours. Oh, okay. yeah, we did two It'd be like a nice game to play on a Saturday. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. We, uh, I mean, you, if, you, if you linger a little less on some of those goofy little mini games, you could probably do it in five. Probably. But yeah, call it five and a half, maybe even six, if you just a lot. I'd warn people away from the arm wrestling mini game. It is, <laughs> it is Mario Party level, Mario Party one levels of like, will kill your arm. Neither of us wanted to quit. Well, our egos would, for whatever, our male egos would not allow us to just be like, well, <laughs> forget it. You just win. So I was just on. using different fingers to mash after a while. Yeah. The next day, I couldn't lift my arm for a while. <laughs> it's like Street Fighter 2 break the car level. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just like you got to mash and just like, no, I must win. I can't lose. Mm. Or just find different ways to do it for a while. Yeah. And it, was, like, yeah, it, was, it was so good. It was so bad. I loved but, it, though. You know, just the little things of... Uh, the the way that each if you talk to there's so many NPCs scattered around whether in the prison or wherever you go that each Leo and Vincent both will will take completely different approaches to the conversation like you you talk to somebody and then the conversation goes one way as Leo and then I come up and as Vincent and talk to the same NPC and it's <laughs> it's like a whole different it's thing. funny to see how like they they their dispositions affect them like Leo's very blind she's like maybe you're just a jerk <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't say that Leo but like. I love it because, like, at first I thought that the acting was kind of like a little wooden and stiff. Yeah. But then I think that like they kind of grew into their characters, so it just like it. They were so like over the top as themselves that it just felt believable for this like guy to just say whatever on his mind, just be like so brash and just like I I, I couldn't help but chuckle at like half of his lines. And and I have to say the uh, the use of split screen and the the cinematography of the game in general is really a high point. I mean it's it's when you when you hear that oh this game was written and directed by a, a former filmmaker not a he still is but by someone who with a film background in Joseph Farris. It makes a lot of sense because, yeah. you know, if you're watching on video, you're seeing the this is the beginning of the game, uh, just the, the straight 50-50 vertical split screen. But the screen splits in all sorts of ways. Sometimes one person is really focused on, so they get like two-thirds of the screen. And it kind of oh. just pushes someone out when yeah. it's like, <laughs> really important cool. happens. And sometimes uh, there's the, I'll just say the hospital scene, which which actually I guess part of was in the original trailer, well, I think. Was it at E3? Yeah, uh, it, it's all one shot. It's like this 
10 or 15 minute scene maybe that never cut the camera never cuts yeah there's even like some like side by scenes where it's kind of like um the double hallway dragon. You double dragon or like the hallway fights from like daredevil and old boy like yeah. it looks amazing and it feels amazing to be in them and then even like when you're like having a, an important discussion like you have like a heartfelt discussion with the character while it's like i'm just gonna jerk around over in here and just play this game around in the background yeah so yeah it's it I think the way you put it was that it's very much uh, a, a sum greater than its parts. Yes, and all the I, things you can do add up. Yeah, I completely agree with that. It's uh, you know, it is a game that will. Uh, it's a naked man being sprayed pr- against the shower. wall right yeah, now. It's, uh, the duality of prison. What? <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, there's more than just that too. When he turns around. Oh jeez. Oh. Uh, uh, mm. <laughs> It's it's prison. What? Gonna have to put the content warning on this well, episode. I guess now. Um, <laughs> First it was sex blobs, and now it's just full frontal nudity and. Video Boy, this games. new cast of Unlocked show. is uh, real. It's unexpectedly darker than the last <laughs> cast was. It's more sexual. <laughs> I guess so, but um, it, it is a game where you will spend a lot of time with the controller down, watching cutscenes. Mm-hmm. But that didn't bother me. Yeah, and and the person who's not engaged can actually keep walking around a lot of times until it pushes them out of the, of the scene. Like you can still talk to someone, interact with things and like just do whatever you want while that person's focused on their side of the cutscene. So you can actually watch or you can just go, ah, it looks boring. I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's so cool. just a, a really unique game. And of course we've said this before, the there's the, the co-op token. So if you buy a copy of the game, you can invite a friend to play with you at at no additional without having to buy a second so copy. Nice. Such an amazing so it's game. it is a thirty dollar game, not not secretly a sixty dollar game. Uh, and I just I really I really do encourage anybody to play this game. I think if 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 you've got a friend or a family member, or someone that it, it is a, a very just unique co op experience. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on here because we are <laughs> 50 minutes yeah. into the show already. Uh, also want to just mention that, that the Telltale second season of Batman called Batman the Enemy Within, that, that has wrapped now. I've, uh, I reviewed that. Uh, episode 5 review is up. They, the ending, the, uh, five, episode 5 sets up the Joker. He, John Doe finally becomes the Joker. It gives, it's given away in the trailers. Don't, don't at me. Um, <laughs> and, I'm kind of sad they did that, but whatever. Yeah, he can... Uh, but the way you've played the entire season, he can you know, go in the traditional villain route, or maybe you can have him become your ally as a vigilante. I do like what Telltale has done with his Batman story, just like turning everything you thought you knew about Batman, instead of seeing the, the same thing play out time after time. Oh, it's Bruce and his parents were you know, philanthropist millionaires. And yeah. he hates like uh, all these villains are like one dimensional and like hate him for his guts. Like I was like, Hey, what if actually this could happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's uh, I did look at both sort of both paths and I had been tracking the entire season towards the vigilante path, mostly because I wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> like how would the game handle that? And, and uh, I gave it a gave this finale a seven point nine, uh, and and just really enjoyed the episode and and the whole season too. I I enjoyed season one. I uh, also enjoyed season two. I, my recommendation would be, uh, I mean, I guess which is the only way to really play now that it's all out. But just binge it. Just play like one episode a night for five nights, and you'll probably have a. a yeah, that's why I waited on to do that same thing. Yeah, I would have. I, that's how I did season one. 
But since I had to review season two, I wasn't able, I had to go episode by episode. But right. it's good stuff from Telltale. Really excited to see. I hope there's a season three because I do want to see, Who to your point, Brendan, of, of where else these sort of twists and convention-defying. Who else would you want to see turn on their head? We've seen a lot well, of the, the rogues the, gallery. Without giving away anything, my choice for the end of season two here sets up. I, I'd be very curious to see how they would pick that up hmm. and where they would go with it in a season three. A little foreshadowing. I'm not going to give anything away. I want to see yeah. Mr. Freeze, but he actually likes heat now. <laughs> can make him Mr. Fiery by the end of season three. <laughs> Mr. Fiery. Would maybe, you say this maybe is not that? <laughs> would you say this is your favorite Telltale series at the moment? No, 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 no. I mean, and that's not to disparage it at all. But um, I think uh, Tales from the Borderlands. Okay, I, yes. I've said this before. I'm not even a Borderlands big Borderlands fan. Right. But Me too. Tales from the Borderlands is so impeccably done. The the voice acting, the writing. It's funny. It's it's the the way the storytelling is handled and structured. I thought I think Tales Tales from the Borderlands is. The probably the best overall overall thing sure. that Telltale's done so far. I, I will still always, if you ask me what my favorite is, like what I think the best is Tales from the Borderlands. My just sentimental favorite is probably always going to be Walking, Walking Dead, Dead episode one because yeah. of it haunts you. Yeah, well, no, I've never been emotionally affected by a game the way the way I was by the end of that season. Yeah, the end of that season, I I haven't really been too much on the telltale train after the first season of walking dead but yeah. after that i was just like wow like i did not see it affecting me the way that it did in the first two first couple episodes but <laughs> yeah uh so yeah if you're if you're a batman fan it's definitely worth playing because as brendan says they they really do f- flip some things on on its head it's refreshing uh, it really is hmm. absolutely check it out quick note this will have probably already happened by the time you watch or listen to this, but we have a State of Decay 2 live stream with a couple of folks from Undead Labs. That's right. We have the the CEO slash executive producer on the game. That'd be Jeff Strain, as well as the design director, Richard Fogey, coming in. Uh, and we're going to just live stream for an hour. So if you're seeing this after Wednesday, 1 p.m. <laughs> Pacific time, we'll, there'll be an archive on yeah. IGN, on YouTube, wherever you want to want to watch that. Because uh, we're going to kind of turn it over the plan is to let some comments let let the chat f- dictate yeah. a bit of where we go and what we do you play the game answer some questions i mean you have you know the design director and the head of the studio there so i'm, I'm sure there's going to be some in- information to access you know from those two guys so uh, i would definitely check that out and that is you know, one of the the final drops in our month long coverage of Save Decay Two. If you haven't seen the rest of it yet, I urge you to go check out. Um, you know, all of that content. There's a cool co op video. There's some single player videos. There's some deep dives on character and shelter stuff. If you're a fan of the first game, this will be right up your alley. Yeah, I think it's safe to say, Brandon, that after after a <laughs> month of covering this game, I mean, we you know we've got the very unique uh, opportunity to to go up and see and play the right. game. I, our enthusiasm as we surge toward its May 22nd Second, release date yes. is only strengthened by what we've seen so far. Like, yeah, I've really enjoyed, uh, you know, all, all I've played and even working on these videos. Sometimes it's a pain to like put together these, ma- these big, massive feature videos really enjoyed this one. Like I, I just, I, I love seeing all the little detail in those videos that we missed when we were playing. Cause you're so worried about getting eaten. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think the big, 
just to, to try and even out the conversation a little bit. I think that the big thing that it's fair for, to be skeptical about for now until yeah. proven otherwise is, again, we've said it before, we've only ever seen this game running on a high-end PC. Right. How it runs on uh, an Xbox One S, certainly an original Xbox One, even the X, like it, it does remain to be seen because, again, the first one, as we all know, right, uh, was was it had character, <laughs> was not the nice most way to put it, not the yeah. not the biggest, uh, not the smoothest technical experience. Sure, they are on a new engine now, you know, all, all the whole nine yards, but we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens from there. But gameplay wise, shaping up really, really nice. Okay, uh, we're just about out of time already, but I just wanted to do one quick story. And Brandon, I want to look. We are, actually, I don't know who I haven't played this, so uh, I want to defer to you guys. But very excited that Hellblade, oh, yeah. the newest sacrifice, <clears throat> is coming to Xbox One very soon, April tenth. Brandon, you reviewed the game. I did review it. I reviewed it on PlayStation Four not too long ago, and I loved it. If it, you have not played Hellblade, I uh, and you are into sort of psychological thrillers or um, you know, sort of dark uh, allegories and 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 whatnot. Uh, this is definitely a game for you. Like it is right up your alley. Uh, yeah, but that's not really what makes it special, is it? Well, there's a lot that makes it really special. I think um, the way that I really they, yeah. I hesitate giving too much away because it is a game. It's an experiential sort of game where you know the less you know about it going into it, the the better. Yeah, it is. I think it has one of the most gripping and slow burn intros to a game I've ever seen. Yeah. Like the the opening sequence just like hooked me. I wanted to know more about this character. I wanted what the world that Senua is in and like the way they depict mythology yeah. and just what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's incredibly beautiful too. It is gorgeous. Uh, the mechanics of the game are great. Um, the way they sort of blend uh, the mechanics with the narrative I think is fantastic. Yeah, and there's no HUD. There's no HUD. It's a completely seamless experience. Oh, I love that. No HUD. That's, that's, that's so music clean. to my ears. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really special. If you are curious, um, check out the review. There might be something people consider spoilers in there. I, I, I tried to be very, very top shell, like top level shallow. Um, there's some effects. I don't want to say it's spoiled, but like there's some effects they use for certain like scenes, yeah. which I haven't I know seen exactly done in what the you're game talking about. Yeah. and I like for a long time and I'm surprised that it happened and I love how it looks in this beautiful game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I missed this on PS4 last year. I'm eager to play it, especially after hearing everybody, uh, all the good buzz about it. I mean, it, this oh, game this has won a, this a, a number game. of Game of the Year awards in you know various categories. Right. It was one of my top contenders, for sure. Um, yeah, it's so well acted. The game is just, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's fun. Like, I wouldn't say it's a fun game, but it is a really special game. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's, there's combat. It's... Yeah, it I, serves a purpose. It's not like Devil May Cry or something like crazy like that. No, and yeah, it's man, it's it's a good one. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, uh, please either check out the review or, or give it you know at least some of your consideration. I, I think it's one of those games that um, you know I, in the review I said everyone should play, and if I had to do it over, I might walk that back because you know I don't want to tell you what you have to play, but. I would recommend this to anyone that plays video games. I'll say if he won't, play this game. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, for those of you who are like, are, are su- want to be supportive of, of uh, indie developers, this is, this is like a rare, like, triple-A indie game? Yeah. I think it's fair to say this is, this is Ninja Theory. So Ninja Theory was developing it, and Sony was going to publish it, and then I believe Ninja Theory just ended up publishing it themselves. Yeah, that's correct. I'm not sure the situation there, but um, it is a funded 
self-funded, I believe, and self-published game from from those guys. So yeah, and, um, and actually on that quick note, another thing I keep hearing, even though Alana's talked about it a lot, but uh, when we were talking about a way out earlier, people are like, "Well, I'm not buying it because it's EA." You're like, okay, I mean that's vote with your wallet, but they EA. It's an EA original. EA doesn't get a penny for yeah. a way out. So if you want to, if you think a, a way out looks interesting, and I, we definitely recommend it. Know that your money's going to because then you're you're telling support. EA that we support the people who created this game. Like, do more of this. Yeah. Support these original stories. Yeah. EA's only only thing they're getting out of it is is a plus one reputation points yeah. on their on their RPG stat sheet. <laughs> All right, we got to get the heck out of here. But before we do, I want like to go uh, Miranda Sanchez's way. What is out this week that we can spend our money on if we so choose? We have a few things. One is a big one that you should all know anyway. Uh, but let's start with Exmorph Defense European Assault. It comes out on March 26th. That is an excellent, quote-unquote, expanding upon the excellent shooter-slash-tower defense games comes this expansion to Exmorph Defense. That so. sounds so much like XCOM UFO yeah. Defense, yeah. but yeah. I guess it's I guess a it's slightly like different that. game because XCOM's a turn-based strategy game. Yeah. So there's that. Um, and then another small game that no one's heard about, Far Cry 5, that comes out Ooh, on March 27th. Yeah. I don't know. I've only heard it a few some, times in this office. Some indie called Ubisoft Montreal. Yeah, yeah so needs no introduction <laughs> there. Um, there's Pix Arc on... March twenty seventh. I don't. That's know the voxel uh, sort of. They're licensed arc for like Minecraft meets arc survival yeah. involved. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Next looks one. very. Looks very shiny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got words mixed up. It looks very shiny and bright. I know exactly what yeah. happened, but when yeah, you hear it come out, anyway, uh, yeah. it's a game preview game. So for kids, I love That's you, Brendan. A, a good one. To know it. Enter a world of mystery, danger, ancient dinosaurs, mythical beasts, and cubes. So. Cubes. Just make everything games. better. Yeah. Uh, then also on March 27th is Trove Heroes, um, a free-to-play adventure MMO. And then we also have on March 30th um, Alteric, which is a single-player 2- 2D platformer. And then finally on March 30th, we have Space Hulk Ascension. Oh, uh, another Warhammer game. Yep. So that's All it. Right. Plenty more. Every, another another week and another half-dozen-plus games releasing. <laughs> uh it's crazy. Uh, of course, you know what's going to happen is Games with Gold for April, not announced as we recorded a day early. <laughs> it's 100% going to be revealed by the time this hits the air. So we'll just uh, remind you of that next week in um, case you happen to miss it. Another quick thing. We didn't get a, ch- a chance to talk about GDC much because we got to go That's play true. those great idea at Xbox games. That's very and true. I just want to yeah. plug real quick uh, our combos on those because we talked about Below and a few other games. So be sure oh. to check those out. Yeah, below's below. below. Another so year happy. talking about below. God, I so want to happy. play that game already. Maybe this yeah. year's the year we finally get on, below. Game. We'll see. I hope so. Uh, all right, Daisy the boxer puppy is already ready to walk out the she's, door. She's, so she walked out. Let's do. Uh, let's do some trivia real quick. Comes to us this week from Nick in Perth, Australia. This is going Ooh, way back in this. time. It's possible uh, th- Miranda might be the youngest on the panel here, and thus uh, you might you might have been in diapers for this one. But <laughs> nevertheless, we'll uh, we'll all give it our, our best college try. Midtown Madness, old school Xbox, uh, and before that PC franchise that Microsoft had. It was an open world driving series. In the third and final game, Midtown Madness Three, that was the only one released on the Xbox. What cities could you visit in that game? Uh, I'll just give you the. I'll let you know. I did not know this. I did. I, I, I have I was, no idea. Uh, 
I was around covering Xbox at that point, but this one, uh, this one did not get me. So I'd be guessing. So was it A, Paris and Washington, D.C.? B, Chicago and London? C, San Francisco and New Orleans? Or D, Los Angeles and Tokyo? I'll go, uh, go Brendan Graber's way first. Do you know it? No. But <laughs> if I had to guess, um, and if this is a racing driving game, and people like driving in L.A. and Tokyo. Okay. People hate driving in LA. <laughs> but if you could do sick it is drifts, the least most and enjoyable break through part cars. In LA. Yeah. It's very true. All right, everyone, time to get on All right, I can see that logic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wait in traffic uh, for three hours. Brandon. Uh, so I also don't know this. Um, I have a guess and I have a reasoning behind it. It might not ju- be justifiable, <laughs> but um, I'm going to go see San Francisco and New Orleans because I feel like. A game about driving in cities, they do the major ones first. So I feel okay. like Paris and Washington, D.C. and Chicago and London would be one and two. And then you get down to the C-tier cities like San Francisco <laughs> and New Orleans. Um, wow, rude. Yeah, right? Dang, wow. Also, also, those are just like iconic areas that have things you can drive over the Golden Gate Bridge and, you know, you can drive through the French Quarter. Which All right. It's hard. So see, I'm going to go see. You're, gonna, you're playing the home team here going yeah. to San Francisco. Miranda, any thoughts? As usual, I have no clue what this is. I'm going to go with B, Chicago and London. Okay. Uh, so currently, with Alana out, we have a three-way tie between Alana, Miranda, and Brandon. Four points apiece for the year. And that's where we're going to stay. Oh! Yay. It was A, Paris and Washington, D.C. Who wants to drive in Washington, D.C.? <laughs> oh nice gosh. job, Nick, from Perth, stumping everybody. Even me. Like I said, I, I absolutely... Uh, <laughs> Can't take any any victories on this one. So good stuff. If you want to try and stump the panel next week, be sure to send your Xbox trivia question. Please include four multiple choice answers and note the correct one in your email. And send that email to unlocked at IGN.com. Let's get out of here. We're, uh, we're already over an hour. It's been a busy wow. show. Lots of, but you know what? It's been, it's been great to actually talk about big games that came out. Uh, yeah. Instead yeah, of yeah, just yeah. looking forward to stuff, we've got them now. They're out. So uh, I think it's, it's been fun for me this episode. Brendan, uh, we are not used to having you here on Unlocked, so where oh. can we find you or can we follow you? Oh, man, where Besides, can you find like, me? Besides every IGN wiki. That's true. Uh, if, you, if you look on IGN wikis, there's a chance I probably wrote the guide for you. It's 50-50 between you and Miranda. Of who, yeah, who the other guys, they just... John <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. He's, they never show. Yeah, you know. uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Raga underscore Fraga. That's two Gs in each one. Yes, Daisy. Um, and if you're looking for help for Sea of Thieves, looking for animal locations, or a giant interactive map, we got it all for you. Hope you can check it out. Excellent. Uh, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, I'm on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell. It's just my name. Uh, man, Sea of Thieves has been a long week. So please watch and or read his <laughs> review. Even if you've already decided your to... Mind. Yeah, just please give him the... <laughs> and I will say, even though, I mean... I yeah, I guess we already talked about it. I did give it a seven, but I, I think the the foundation there is going to be something great. So don't just put it in the box and forget about it. Like you know, or check, maybe like come back to it later. Check, you forget big, about big it for just a couple. Check back in six months or a year. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm ironically enough going to go play more Sea of Thieves. Right, me too. So yeah, I have no, no choice. Here. My work demands it. Uh, oh, oh, and also uh, IGN First is wrapping up this month. It is State of Decay two, as Ryan uh, so kindly pointed out. We are doing a live stream tomorrow, but uh, do check out all that other stuff when you're not playing Far Cry 5 or Sea of Thieves. 
Excellent. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan, our Sea of Thieves club. <laughs> if you do want to play some Sea of Thieves with some like-minded, uh, either us and or uh, fellow Unlocked fans, we are the, the club Sea of Thieves Unlocked. Uh, our, my guest for IGN Unfiltered this month, I mentioned this last week, it's Craig Duncan from Rare. When he was here, we, we shot an Unfiltered. He has a really interesting career about he didn't start in games at all so oh, wow. uh, it's an interesting path for him yeah. please uh, check that out either on ideally on video but it is also in podcast form if you want to check it out that way also yeah. Miranda take us home alright uh, final thanks to me you can follow me at Havoc Gross it's Havoc with a K on Twitter Xbox pretty much everywhere Instagram um, coming up for me I'm going to PAX East so if you'll be there please say hello I'm very excited it's my first PAX ever are you doing panels oh, nice. so jealous yes, I want to go for PAX an IGN panel I think we're ranking PlayStation 4 games sorry it's on Xbox <laughs> but uh, I think that's what we're doing um, I think you can just check our panel listing for more information on that I reviewed Detective Pikachu recently nice and that was an awesome experience so if you care about Pokemon that's a thing I did uh, and one last thing so I've gotten some good feedback about getting a group together from Modern Warfare 2 if that's actually a thing. So if that does become a thing, I'm going to do a thing I used to do a long time, way, way, way back when I was a Facebook mod for the Unlocked group. Uh, I want to get a event together, like just kind of a game night for all of us who Ooh, play. Bring it back. So I'm going to bring that back if that happens. So cross your fingers. Nice. Excellent. All right, everybody. Thanks so much, as always, for watching and listening. We'll see you next week. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.